Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to DOD 45. This is series three, episode 27, I guess. Wasn't going to announce when, what episode we were on because I don't know. I don't know how to keep track of all of that, but this is a new episode after our little, uh, our little break. We went down to Florida and, and did a couple of shows in, uh, in Miami and Mount Dora. And uh, so we've been on hiatus for a little bit. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back, and um, I'm glad to be starting off the new series with our guest today, who is Sims. Something up the cup, we call their bluff, they call the cops, here come the shots, boop, 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 up the block, chuck them in the gutter, and they wonder how the hunger hunts, popping up a trunk like we won't pop the trunk and take the chunk, the pocket is coming up, wonder where you running off, climbing up the walls, you want it, fuck your stuff, it's not enough, how you gonna look at but I'm looking forward to having a chat with him. Um, so we are back in our in the gallery in Hannibal, Art by Ty Studio and Gal- Gallery and Studio. In Missouri. In Missouri. So uh, how was the break? How was your break, Adrian? Fine? Whatever. I'm surviving. <laughs> uh, so, we, yeah, we kind of a little bit scrambled like usual, but our both of our, our furnaces just went out and we just barely got them fixed. Um, all right. So hey, there's just a couple of quick things that I was going to mention, um, unless you had something you wanted to say. No, go ahead. Uh, so my two favorite albums of Sims are more than ever. A boy on a plane broke through the clouds for the first time and I didn't see a single solitary grandparent or a, or a dead dog in my head cock staring through the plexiglass. And field notes. Like I told the purest, if I played it safe, it would have sold insurance. So I kill it till it's dead, till it till it grows, get it on the road, then tour it till it's old like any good crow. I never tiptoed around no motherfucking straw man. Make me like Amen or Goddamn. So those are two of his albums over there. So my favorite of his, um, I, I haven't seen him recording anything for a while. Uh, he does do, um, he, he does a, a collaboration with a band called Air, oh shoot, something, I don't know, but their last release was like 2018. So I'm curious to ask him how uh, how that's, if he's going to be making some new music. Um, I love everything that he did with Shredders. He was born in 1982. So uh, here are some facts about 1982 that I was going to go through while we wait for him to join on to the call. Go through him quickly because he's here. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Well, bring him in and I'll go through those with him. Oh, we'll take a quick break. (laughs) That's what we do. We'll take a quick break and then uh, let our sponsors say whatever they got to say. And then we'll be right back with Sims. Are your walls blank and begging to be decorated? Are you tired of having bland art that doesn't reflect how edgy you really are? Well, in this day and age, there's no reason for you to not own artwork that is just as unique as you. 
At artbytai.com, you can find loads of fine art prints and original pieces of artwork done by myself, which the script for this ad describes as a master pen artist. But that's not all. You can also purchase ready-to-hang, limited-edition artwork, and while supplies last, you can get our new children's book called Beyond the Sea and my new coffee table book, Book of Arms, 178 pages of tentacle-themed creations. Don't spend another moment looking at boring walls that don't reflect who you are. Go to artbytie.com today. Welcome back from our quick sponsor break, everybody. Here he is. Uh, speak of the devil and the devil doth appear. Hey, Ty was just getting ready to go over some things from 1982. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So thanks for joining us. And yeah, what we like we had, like I told you, we had issues with the uh, furnace guy. He just barely left. So we didn't really get to do the intro. I was going to talk about some things that came out in 82 since you were born in 82. So I hmm. figured we just put you bring you in and I'll just bring those up and see if you uh, knew of these things. OK, I like okay. it. All right. So um, the Commodore 64 it was uh, became the first popular home use computer in uh, most homes. That was in 1982. Most hmm. homes are like most really, really rich homes. I don't think rich <laughs> homes. I think most homes. Yeah. Did but, you have a Commodore 80? Uh, uh, yeah. 64. Did- Commodore 64. Yeah, we had one. I played Jumpman on it. I loved it. We didn't get a computer until like 96. You didn't? Yeah. Oh, well. Gosh, I don't know. The I middle class was, was a little different back in 82. There was a middle class. <laughs> it was about the same for, for us. Like it was like in the mid nineties, but do you love the old dial up sound? <laughs> I think that's like the equivalent of like vinyl heads who are like, that's how music's supposed to sound. The popping. Oh yeah. yeah that's the, how the internet's supposed to sound, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the number one song. Does anyone want to take a guess of what it was? Oh, an 82? Yeah. Wham. No, no. Oh, that's a really good guess. Yeah. It's a new uh, No. It was I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then top six movies at the time were E.T., Rocky Three, The Toy, Fast Times Ridge Mile High, Creep Show. And I thought this was pretty funny. Sophie's Choice, because I do Sophie's Choice questions. And mm-hmm. the, there you go. I love it. Do you love any of those movies? <laughs> I you went too fast. Did you say big? No, toy. E-T. Toy. Uh, <laughs> Andy, well, I love big. <laughs> big was a good one. <laughs> Are you a Tom Hanks fan? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, but you don't like have Tom Hanks. I'm not gonna t-shirt. go like, yeah, I don't have like I lost my t-shirt. I would I wouldn't go rebuying it, is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> but if one can't, you know, if some listener sent one to me. Then you'd wear it? Sure. What, what, preferably what Tom Hanks movie would you want it to be, though? Oh, man, there's so many classics. Uh, <laughs> Turner and Hooch. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> the other one, Money Pit. <laughs> I think that they're making some sort of kind. I mean, they already made some sort of kind of remake with uh, that real pretty guy that does the stripping uh, movie. Uh, what's his name? Um, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. It's not Turner and Hooch, but it's a guy and the dog. Another buddy cop. Uh, I, think he's a, I think he's like a soldier or something. Can't uh, have too many of those. <laughs> well, so the price of a Walkman at the time, any idea? Yeah, uh, $19. $129 for, for a Sony Walkman in 1982. And that was the bleeding edge of technology. How though. much was that? that was right. Commodore. 64. I don't know. I bet the Commodore 64 was probably in the 300s, but I don't know. Who knows? I mean, 
maybe not. I mean, that Sony Walkman was, I mean, in 82, that was like, yeah, dude, I can walk around with music in my pocket. That's so, true. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, one of the big stories was seven people died from uh, swallowing the um, poisoned Tylenol, which was mm-hmm. uh, the reason why they now food packages are uh, secured. So there you go. There's your 1982. Amazing. That's like the original Tide Pod challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and John Belushi died, but uh, I was going to try to keep it light. And I just, but I didn't, I threw it in. I don't even know who he is. Well, he was in Animal House. He was pretty, he was, he's, uh, he was funny as all balls, but you know. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So there you go. Thanks for uh, joining us. I did say that already. Uh, it's really a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, your songs, Future Shock and Brutal Dance were two of my number one played songs in 2021. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, love your music. I'm a huge fan. Um, so I'm really glad to have you on, on the show. Um, also, I was going to ask you, because it's been a little while. It's like maybe since like uh, 2018. You did a collaboration with Air. What, what is that? Called? Air Credits. Yep. Air Credits. Yeah. Can't profit off something that you can't reveal. There's honor in doing the work in the field. Believe when I say don't worry about time. That shit ain't even for real. But was that the last recording? I know sometimes you go uh, like a long period without recording and... Yeah, that was the last thing we put out. I have a bunch of stuff sitting around, like a bunch of music sitting around. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just kind of do it whimsically when I decide to put stuff out, gear, gear up for like a whole run. Yeah. And most recently I've just been sort of like taking the time. I think that the all the stages being shut down, COVID and everything that's sort of happening culturally, that it was a good opportunity for me to like take a reset period. And like I'm exploring different mediums of creativity lately. Yeah. I've been writing a lot like prose and um, trying to like learn how to do that. It's a whole new skill set. And then focusing a lot of time on making beats and trying to kind of up my composition game. So those two things and sort of exploring those mediums a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, aside from the, the down, you know, all the, how shitty COVID was, you were able to kind of take advantage of, of that time. And, and well, that's good. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, what a good opportunity for everyone to like reset what they were doing and thinking and valuing and all that. Yeah, for sure. You were able to what early on when we first started doing the pod, I mean, the podcast came about for us because of COVID and we, uh-huh. And we were talking to a lot of people right in like the dead of it but um we were discovering that most people were um reassessing like oh shit i don't need to be on the road fucking you know 320 days out of a year anymore like I, that's, it's like, yeah i mean like that whole practice is like i mean it's it's almost it's a necessary thing if you want to be like a I don't know. I'm not even sure what anything means anymore, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It used to be like, yeah, you just get out there and you do 100 plus days a year and that's what you do. And you are fortunate to do that. And and, and we were, but now like a lot of time to reevaluate and reset and like think, okay, maybe there's like other ways to put it together. Yeah. And I don't know. One of the weird things about like music demonetizing is, okay, maybe they're just like, you take that as an opportunity to open up to like, there's other ways to make a life in art and like, okay, so there's different paths you take to make a life in art. Maybe music isn't the only medium that you need right. to pursue in order to do that. Yeah. I'm glad that people were able to take advantage of that and people are figuring out new ways to, to 
put together a hustle and, and ways to create and, and also kind of uh, venture into other creativity inside of them. I'm, I do, I have realized we just, we'd been, we did a few shows. So we, I travel with my artwork, so we'll go do shows all across the country, but I did realize I do need still that interaction with the public and the people who consume my artwork. Uh, um, I thought, well, we don't need to do that anymore, but I did discover I was really struggling to create because I wasn't getting that immediate feedback. And um, whether I say it or not, I actually enjoy uh, people telling me that they like my work and being pumped up through them. I imagine that's probably the same for most uh, musicians and for sure. I think that you have like, I think that with a lot of artists, especially performing ones or touring ones, there's a certain amount of extroversion necessary to do it, but it kind of requires this, like, it's a weird blend of person. Cause there's a lot of like introverted tendencies and extroverted like needs. And so those two things working together, like they can be, really good and they can be really weird and really like you know counterintuitive and counteracting forces sometimes and so yeah I, I hear what you're saying I think I've tried to embrace like the little bit of time of instead of like every you know like literally my job every night was like job you know and yeah. you get you're like okay cool <laughs> but it's kind of hollow and like doesn't really like actually feel you like the way you think it would yeah. And so I've been trying to like the last couple of years, like also work on that stuff about myself. That's like, oh, okay. Like trying to find a little more validation and stuff through like the quiet, just me time making stuff. It's harder. Yeah, no, <laughs> for, it, it really is. But it's also a build, like it's a builder. It does build you up to be even yeah. a, a better person. So, well, I'm glad that you've taken advantage of that as well. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to start the timer and get drawing on your drawing. So I, the timer is just to give us the time. So I don't, you know, take up all your time and, 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 you know, give us a, give me some direction to kind of stay within that. There's times where we've gone longer. There's times where, well, we never really go shorter, but, um, but I'll, yeah, <laughs> I, the focus is to try to do that. It's not a rule or anything. No one dies. If we, hopefully, if we go, so I'm going to be drawing a red panda because uh, you, you said, uh, you said, I don't know, maybe a red panda, which was funny because right after you said that I had just happened to turn on my TV and there was like a commercial for some new red panda movie. I think it's a Disney movie or something. I don't know. It was oh. weird. It was kind of kismet. Yeah. Um, but I do want to ask what was there? Is there a particular reason why a red panda? Oh, you know, just Google it. Like that's a weird, adorable, strange looking animal. And the first time I saw one, I was like, that is such a strange cat dog. Yeah. Oh, it's a bear. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> I think they probably labeled it a bear a little earlier than like, than they realized that there right, was before they discovered what North American bears look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, that, I think so. Cause that's why I think that's why they call what's the giant. Is it a giant panda? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, um, I don't know. Okay, cool. So yeah, I I started doing um where I do a I, I sketch it out kind of before I talk to you because I've realized that's sort of the boring part of the sketch out. So now I'll start bringing it to life. I did hear um, I don't know how long ago I heard you um, maybe it was right when the pandemic was happening or something. But you were in an interview and you were talking about I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. But you were talking about that you were just kind of uh, listening to a lot of Bruce Lee or watched his interview or something. And you mentioned his comment about flowing like water. So that's why I've kind of done this whole oh, like red panda and then the flow of water here going on. 
my shit gets weird when I start drawing, so it could even end up a little weirder. But Amazing. that is not blood and stuff. That's water. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, I read that and I was like, I don't know why I was on a Bruce Lee kick, but I was. And I was like, this guy is pretty incredible. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Bruce Lee. I tattooed him on my leg when I was like 16 years old. And um, so I, I but I've been a huge fan of his for a long time. And then when I watched uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie, um, Hollywood, that? anyway, the Bruce one- Lee gets his ass kicked by Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of bummed, like, but I get it. Like it was yeah. kind of funny, like an alternate universe, but classic, classic revisionist history stuff. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So you're an Andrew, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever or um, did you ever go by or Andy or Drew? Or, yeah, I tried you, them all. You I tried them all. And I've been Sims since I was in kindergarten because in gym class, the gym teacher was like, how many of you are there? Because there was like three different <laughs> white boys named Andrew in there. <laughs> he was like, how many of you are there? You're going to be Sims. I was like, okay. And so it's been, it's been Sims. And then I tried all the iterations of Andy, Drew. Drew was a short-lived thing. That was maybe a month where I was kind of tested that out. It didn't fit. And then Andrew, because it's very sophisticated and cool. <laughs> sophisticated. <laughs> I have very- found no one, like most of the people, because I was looking them up, I have found that most people don't most andrews don't like the drew yeah it's i don't know like most most grown men don't like the bowl cut (laughs) but but if you can if it works for you you know i'm not here to tell you what to cook (laughs) but so do uh are like your closest friends and family they call you sims too or well i mean not my family but yeah like you know people I date, you know, whatever, everyone's called me Sims forever. It's just easier. You're not, not offended. Like, uh, when, I mean, you have tried Drew and you have tried Andy because what I'm going to do is I want to do some Sophie's choices, mm. um, with, uh, Andy's or, or Drew's. Cause I was trying to think of some, um, okay. and that's what I do on the podcast. I do these Sophie's choices and give you, a- but remind me of what that is. So it's Sophie's choices. There's two things. I'll give you two things and you just pick one of them. So I, but I did want to do a couple of Andrew, Andrews, Andes, and I think I have one Drew. Um, okay. Andrew Dice Clay or Andrew Garfield? Uh, I, I'm going Garfield, I guess. Is he, was he Spider-Man, right? He was. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. you know, no, no knock on either of, of Andrew Garfield, but he's just sort of innocuous. Yeah. Dice Clay, though, I can't, I can't really get behind Dice Clay. That's not my type of fella. Right. <laughs> Oh, sh- you know. <laughs> I don't, oh, yeah, that's a very you know, certain- 9999% sure not a single word that that motherfucker has ever said has held up to the. <laughs> no. I, I was just going to say, I wonder if he's still touring and if he is, if he's still doing the same kind of comedy. I'm sure he's hitting the casino scene. He probably. <laughs> oh, my God. 2011. <clears throat> I had an agent who hit me up. At, I had an agent at the time who hit me up and she, she was like, Okay, uh, the casino wants they're doing. They got Coolio coming, and they want you to open up. And like, here's some money. And it was like, for me at that time, it was like a pile of money. Right. Um, you know, all things relative. It's not a huge pile, but I was like, oh shit. And then I just went really hammed and hard about it. I was like, I can't do the casino tour just yet. Like, I haven't. <laughs> I can't be with Coolio at the casino just yet. <laughs> so you didn't do it. 
I didn't. I passed on it. Oh. Stupid move. That could have been, I could have put that right into Tesla or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Oh, no. So what'd you say? That was 2011. Yeah. Was it, was it anything even more specific of why you didn't want to do it or you just didn't? It, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a trying to aim like the optics of my career. Yeah. Yeah. Which was stupid. <laughs> yeah. But you, you, the thing is, is, you never realize that at the, you know, it's only when you get, as you get older and you start realizing those things, that's why we, that's why we were given those opportunities. And, and then I, you probably made the right choice. Who knows? Well, you know what? Yeah. I don't like look back on any of that kind of stuff with yeah. like, Fuck. But it could have been fun. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a fantastic voyage. <laughs> you would be on the state fair tours, though. God, that, I mean, that was the trajectory from the casino. Yes, I think <laughs> everybody ends up there at some point. That was like my. That was the missed. Bus. If you end up there, you need to end up there on the other side of the arc. That's true. Though, yeah. like, totally. You don't just jump to state fair <laughs> so, no. oh you mean begin there right yeah. <laughs> yeah we saw carrot top at a state fair once and i swear to god i never laughed so hard in my life he that dude's hey, funny hey. i know he takes a lot of block but that dude's funny and he's quite clever what about okay what about this one uh andy richter or andy samberg samberg oh nice I, i'm a huge andy richter fan but yeah they're both funny richter's great too i love him in arrested development especially he's oh, yeah. like out of this world <laughs> He's got a, he, that dude's really funny, man. He doesn't get his enough, enough credit. He doesn't get the credit. Right. right. He was great on Conan, but like Sandberg had a moment in the sun that was just like too bright. It was undeniable. That Lonely Island era was like, I was a a fan of that. I know that that's not probably a popular thing. That's like probably saying like, I like Will Ferrell movies, which I do. So hate me. Right. That's That's okay. (laughs) Uh, What about Andy Dick or Andy Garcia? Oh, Andy Garcia is the um, like he was in like mob movies and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going Garcia, I guess. Yeah. He was uh, he's in a really good movie called Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. Uh, are you a movie fan? Yeah. I mean, to a degree. OK. OK. You know, I'm not I'm not a buff. OK. I couldn't tell you a Fellini, but. Well, I'm a, I'm a movie buff and I don't know any Fellini. <laughs> I'm a different kind of, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, what about Andy Kaufman or Andy Warhol? Oh, that's a good one. I, uh, I guess I could go Warhol. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kaufman is an incredible, like, I don't know, con- concept. But so is Warhol. They're both kind of performance artists and both lords of the finesse. <laughs> yeah, and committing. Yeah. Have you ever watched like Kaufman, old Kaufman videos, like even him on uh, on like, uh, or when he gets body slammed by, was it Andre? The yeah. Or, yeah, or- I've seen like some of when he decided to turn heel in wrestling and then some of those like um, David Letterman type performances that he's doing. He makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. That's why, I, that's why I'm going with... <laughs> The known quantity of like, well, oh, he make he makes cool art and is a bit of a I don't know. Uh, he's a character too. Yeah, well, he oh. definitely is. But I I would say he maybe is. I guess he was maybe someone who discovered Basquiat. But and I'm a huge Basquiat fan. But yeah, there were there friends or I don't know about who. Yeah, there was like a that whole like Chelsea New York situation. 
Well, all right. So finally, let's go. I'll go. We'll move from this, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with a negative one. Okay. Which one ruins the name of Andrew Moore, Prince Andrew or Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> oh, Prince Andrew. Because <laughs> yeah, of the, the sure. I mean, both, both bad. Wait, but Andrew, isn't he the one who married the American girl? Wait, or Prince Andrew? The, oh, no, Prince Andrew's the Epstein the, one. Yeah. 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 Never mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, Prince Harry seems incredible. Like, yeah. Prince yeah. Harry and Merkel are the one that moved to the U.S. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do you ever were you ever or do you are you could you consider yourself a fan of um, uh, like WWF, not WWF, uh, WWE wrestling? Yeah, I mean, it was WWF yeah. for me. Um, you know, some of those old like, gosh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker and the Bushwhackers and the Legion of Doom and. Then maybe like even as I got a little older with like Rey Mysterio and uh, oh yeah gosh what's his name Eddie Guerrero and that era of WWF or maybe it was WCW I don't know yeah that but I kind of stopped watching wrestling like at ten maybe twelve yeah I feel like, and not saying anything against people who still love it but it felt very much I was way into it around that time as well and then sort of checked out of it. Um, you said Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Snooker. Yeah, my mm-hmm. my my uh, my cousin was Super, Superfly Snooker's tag team partner when they were what? Um, the Samoan. What was they? What were they called? I can't remember what they called. He was the Volcano Kid. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, that's. I love. I used to used to love it. I don't. I don't care for it all that much anymore. But I I get it. Like I think. Um, yeah, it's 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 funny. It's like one of the um, apertures for like soap opera drama via the lens of top toxic masculinity like it's like one of the only things that fellas have to like talk about their feelings right pro wrestling (laughs) so it's always struck me as that it's like oh it's like for dudes who really love soap operas they just can't admit that they like stories and feelings and drama and instead they're like no but he's kicking his ass now (laughs) so we can stop talking about feelings yeah that's the thing of all sports though, right? Like people love all the drama associated with like the NFL and the NBA and storylines. Yeah. Which I think but, is kind of beautiful. It's all, that's good. There's story to everything. Well, you're, you're, you're in Minnesota. Are you still in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you had, you had some teams to, to root for. Um, when? Were you, uh, <laughs> well, that's true, but I mean, so I'm, we're, I'm from Utah, so I've had the jazz my whole life, but I don't have an NFL team. So I was a Packers fan. So I hated the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Eagle empire. Yeah. <laughs> but there were some great games between those two, between the Packers and Vikings. For uh, sure. Many there's a great place in, um, are you in Salt Lake? Yeah. Yeah. There's a great place, uh, that will and Lance own. What is it called? Ur- yeah, uh, not, yeah. Urban, Urban Lounge. Lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And that, that picture of Malone that's up there is like, there's like an oil painting of Carl yeah. Malone that I, the first time I saw it, I was like, well, I love this place. Who owns it? <laughs> <laughs> well, are, are you a Timberwolves fan? Shit, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That was, you, you, you stuck with them. I mean, you've, you've watched them. Mm-hmm. Since you Matter of fact, the last show I played was Shredders at the halftime show. That oh. was like two years ago. Yeah. Oh shit! Awesome. Yeah. If so, oh so real quick on wrestling. So since you were a fan of wrestling, I was thinking about this. What what um which wrestling names would would you rather go with? Would you yeah. rather be Macho Man Andy Savage or Andrew the Giant? 
<laughs> I like Andy Savage. I mean, that's that's great because you can also just like I feel like that's a the door from wrestling to like the quick pivot to comedy. You just get rid of Macho Man there and like you can go see Andy Savage do his stand-up set anytime. <laughs> right after his <laughs> wrestling match. Or he does a set right when he gets up in the ring. Or just like, you know, like the back injuries and you know, <laughs> I'm tired of all the chairs. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. My 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 I have several cousins who were in the WWF and yeah, they um the the conversations and the things that go down were going down at that time. Um yeah, they have a lot of good stories to tell. I have um, several cousins who were in the WWF is like, <laughs> so every, every week they say that every week you hear a sentence that's like unique, that has perhaps never been uttered in all of human history. <laughs> I feel like that's the one I've never it heard. Might be. <laughs> well, what I always find interesting. So I'm, I'm half Samoan and I'm, and I'm half Dutch, but one of the wrestlers was on my Samoan side and the other was on my, my Dutch side. And he, he always played, um the uh the like, not like the german soviet, the soviet okay. yeah he was the soviet wrestler because he's a real big you know uh dutch big dude, blonde but, guy yeah his character was always like the the soviet i can't remember what his name Cold was War but, kid, yeah yeah <laughs> um do you have a list of oh i wanted to say sorry i'm jumping all over the place I, i'm drinking this tea and i just uh recently stopped uh, drinking alcohol for a while so I used to have a glass of wine when I'd have these discussions that made it easier for me, but now I'm drinking tea and I'm uh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Don't sweat. A lot of wide berth here. A lot of margin for error. All good. <laughs> uh, you said you had mentioned that shredders. I, I mentioned in the intro that, that like what you did with shredders and that I loved that. I loved shredders. I'm huge, huge, huge Thanks, fan. Um, oh, I also did want to say I never wear uh, sh- like a shirt gear that who I'm talking with. It's happened once when I was talking to Blockhead. I was wearing an Aesop Rock hoodie, uh, their Garbology album. But I I didn't get time to change because I I like to wear <laughs> shirts or gear from other artists. You know, just yeah, to, just to because I'm like I'm, I'm a hip hop sure fan. But grateful. I'm flattered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone tweet.net slash stores where you can get beautifully modeled hoodie. It's like a thin t-shirt, perfect for like uh spring time yeah. occasions. You know, the, uh so on the site and I saw that Dessa po- posted something about it. this was a couple of, like a month ago, but it was like a huge sale. And fuck man, I I I slapped up so much gear for so like with a great price. It was fucking awesome. I got a bunch of shit, a That's bunch of vinyl. Good. I don't own any of your vinyl though. Do you have? Uh, I'm, it's it was on sale. Oh, then maybe I did. Get it. <laughs> no, no, because I I didn't. I, I don't mean, know. Shit. I don't know if they had. I think you were most your vinyl. Oh was yeah, like, mine's at full price. Yeah, they don't ever. I don't. No, no, I didn't think there was any for sale. Is there some still in stock? Because if there yeah, is, then I definitely should be. I don't know. Otherwise, just, we both have an email to send to Beak, I think. Yeah, because I was just like dropping shit in the cart. Like, I I like oh, it. that one, that one. Yep, I'll take that, take that, take that. So, but I, yeah, so I probably did because I haven't even opened any of those still. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, okay, I, I, I fucking went off the rails. I'm sorry. I did want to know if you have a favorite, like if you have favorite hip hop artists, whether it's yeah. old or, or new, and if you could share a couple of them. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm always bad at answering this question because I just have what's like readily accessible in my mind right now. And anytime I'm listening to a record or speaking to someone, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's my fucking favorite of all time. 
<laughs> sound like me. Generally <laughs> answer like Outcast, um, Aesop Rock. Um, I love like, gosh, who else is like actual favorites? I think like early Nas is actual favorite of mine. Um, like the records that had the most impact on me is usually what I go back to. But I think from a creativity standpoint, I think that Outcast is like one of the most uh, unrivaled envelope pushing, boundary pushing uh, duos. And especially I think that like a nice balance to each other. And Andre is like one of the most imaginative lyricists, maybe people of all time. Yeah. Of those two, I, do you find that you uh, gravitate more to Andre than to Big Boy? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. But I yeah. do really enjoy like the balance that Big Boy will bring to a project, you know, and I think that that's like um, I think that's where like, let's say a run the jewels type of project like really shines out to me is like there's just really nice balance between these two um, voices, each with like a powerful little moment. But when they kind of combine, it keeps it fresh and keeps the whole thing moving. Yeah. Uh, I, and there's the difference with Kate. Like I, I, that's why I love group things. That's just like, I, why I love, I've always loved shredders or four fists or yeah. But like, um, yeah, I like the different cadences, the different, um, frequent, the, um, octaves as well. Like I was totally. I'm a huge fan of uh, hell Mary Mallon. I'm sad to see that that's never going to happen again, but, um, sure. yeah, I was, I, I like that. Uh, I don't know. I was just tacking on to what you were saying. Oh, I, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm uh, I liked what I liked outcast together, big boy and, and Andre, but I don't, I don't think I've ever bought a, uh, just a straight big boy solo thing, but nothing against him, but I I'm a huge fan of, um, of, of, uh, Andre. Totally. Um, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Like the, the love below and speaker box. That was maybe the album and both like neither of those albums were particularly like perfect, right? Like those two solo albums, neither of them were particularly perfect, but both had a bunch of really good songs on them. Yeah, he I I I I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I read an interviewer um I can't remember who was interviewing, but it was Andre and he said he feels he said he's a shitty he said I'm a, I'm a whack rapper and I and I don't ever want to make music again. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're the greatest of all time. When you <laughs> yeah, it blew me away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's so funny too when he pops up on the random thing like that James Blake song a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? It's- guy just comes out and just beats everyone <laughs> is there do you is there new is there anyone like new any of the new kind of uh hip-hop out there that you like i mean i don't want to say no to that because I, I know there is but when it comes to like who's your favorite of the new guys i don't really I don't have a fast answer to that. Yeah. I think there's like songs and stuff that I like from a lot of different artists, but there's not necessarily like, I haven't like dug in on anyone in particular and said like, okay, I'm going all in on Take K or whatever. Do you think that that digging in thing happens when you're younger, when you're kind of like figuring out your music? Yeah. You know, I read a thing that was like, by the time you're like 30 like the music that you're going to listen to the rest of your life is pretty much like already locked in and that made me feel bad and i was like i'm not fucking gonna be like that like right but you know well i know yeah. what you're saying yeah because i i like I, there's a lot of new songs and new music out there that i like but i couldn't tell you who sings it like i i don't know who i don't know who the rapper is but i hear it and i'm like oh i fucking love this i just heard a new yg song today that was great i know he's not a new guy but i was very like 
blown away by how like weird the cadences are and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of like, I, I don't know. I like some of the Playboy Cardi stuff because of how insane his cadences get, but it's not music that I would necessarily like go put on for myself. Right. Yeah. That I feel <laughs> bad, but like, that's the music that I'll mostly um, I'll stream the, the new music. I, yeah. I like to buy vinyl from all the older from all the old heads that I that are now sure. and stuff. Yeah, that have vinyl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, w- hey, when when are you um when are you at your happiest? Oh, I don't, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you don't even have. To- there's a lot of different instances of that. There's a lot of different iterations I can give you of that. But like, honestly, like one of the the most unique feelings that I've ever, like, that I ever experienced is, um, like, generally speaking, I would go to the studio in the morning, like, you know, in in the basement of my house, and I just start by whatever I'm going to do with my process today, and sometimes that's, like, developing a little bit of a new skill and practicing that for a while, so I'll DJ, or I'll make a beat with just, like, weird knobby external boxes or something, just get the creative juices flowing, and then I'll sit down and start like, okay, what's my work going to be today? And so whatever that process is, and eventually it's like comes to, I have to write a song now. And one of the best feelings is going through a whole day of the process and having those moments of like, I don't know, it, like there's impedances and you have to push through all that and you push through all of it and you make your song. And now you're a little like you're in your cups now because you drank a couple of too many whiskeys and it's like now 10 o'clock or whatever or 11 o'clock and the music's like fucking absolutely like cranking in your place and you have this demo that is like you're really happy with at the moment you know and you're like I I just feel like shit I have something really cool that came out of the ether that didn't exist like hours ago and now I have this thing that's just my thing and I'm like enjoying the absolute shit out of it. It's loud and like I'm smiling. That's like a unique moment of like pure happiness because it's just purely connected to process and creation and not all the other things that make um, the work of like the work of art or like the business of art can be kind of a joyless. Like there's a lot of things that suck the joy out of that. <clears throat> but the actual creation of the thing and celebration of the processes. So I take it you're more of a, a fan of the process than the final result. Oh, I'd rather sit in the studio and make shit all day than like uh, put a tweet out or like shoot the album cover or shoot a video or like any of that stuff. I don't want to I don't want to do any of that stuff particularly. Like I would rather just make shit that feels that's my happy place. Um, doing the other stuff where like other people's opinions get involved. That's when it becomes like. I don't know, it just like loses the, there's like less luster. It's like, ah, fuck. Now this is like not about creating something that something someone might enjoy and instead is now subject to opinion. And I don't give a shit about the opinion of someone else. I just made it for some for myself and someone else to enjoy. So yeah, I try to, <clears throat> if I was like, maybe had a little bit bigger economy around the music that I make, I would put up bigger, thicker walls between me and that stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And I think that's where you find someone like Andre, who's very holed up in that process. And maybe that skews some of his opinions about what he thinks he is. Yeah. Well, it is not, it is nice to be able to get to a place where you have made, you make, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like some people at the beginning sort of, um, give up that 
to kind of, I guess you, for the lack of a better term, like sell out so that they can later on make what they really love to do. Totally. Or like, there's just a, you know, there's just a lot of different people with a lot of different kind of bits of their personality and those things can develop over time or, you know, fall back over time or whatever. But I think that everyone likes to be applauded and clapped at and celebrated. And I think that especially with younger people, like that part becomes attractive and the older I got and, you know, I just kind of fell away from that stuff and wanted it less. Yeah, I definitely aging. You, you, when you get, as you get older, you realize what I think you do start, you start to realize what is actually the most important part, but it sounds, I mean, you've been making music pretty, what were your parents were musicians, writers? Yeah. Well, like they always like had whatever, like when I was, um, born my dad was like driving cabs and playing guitar and whatever and then he became a he worked in advertising and whatever and then like my mom was like a musician and like a costume designer and whatever and like so just like a lot of weird and my dad was always like making weird shit around the house like building things and so it was just a lot of like a lot of art in general around the house and a lot of different ways of expressing it and applying it <clears throat> but never like like spe- total specialist if that makes sense right yeah. were you playing you were playing so you not like an instrument or do you play any instruments yeah i play instruments yeah. poorly right like i couldn't be in a band like no one yeah. would <laughs> can you pick up a guitar and play it around a campfire i can play some songs yeah 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 like a weezer maybe or a <laughs> something real easy right <laughs> four, four chord power chord stuff it's it's awesome that um oh, oh shit what was I, I something shit. about instruments yeah playing around uh, the, around the campfire I'll find it later this uh, happens to me you. quite a bit my wife knows I, I'll start think I'll start to say something and it just that also me. happens with age I hear it does, <laughs> it does man it's yeah sad. I just was gonna remember it but I want it less <laughs> yeah then I realized especially during the podcast I'm like I gotta fucking I can't I can't just try to figure it out I gotta just move on <laughs> oh yeah because in real life they'll spend all day trying to figure out one word <laughs> yeah, <it> sucks. <laughs> um did you have a favorite cartoon when you were growing up? Yeah, uh, it was probably He-Man when I was like little, little. And then like I loved the Thundercats and I also loved, um, wow, what was my favorite thing when I was a little, little dude was um, Ultraman. Ultraman. Do you remember Ultraman? Mm-hmm. It was not a cartoon. It was like a Japanese, like it was like a Godzilla type oh. thing. And I'm talking very little, like this is three, four, five years old. Yeah. My favorite shows at that time. Ultraman. Awesome. Did you ever see a show called, uh, cause you said thunder. Oh, did you ever see the show brave star? Oh, the guy, it was, he was like a, he was like a, like a native American guy. And he had a, he, his, he had a horse, his horse talked and carried a gun, a 30, 30, oh. his horse was called 30, 30. It was very much like, uh, uh, around the same I'm like a Hanna-Barbera era. It was show. a Hanna-Barbera show actually. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure I've seen it. But, that one used to be my favorite. Well, only because I like the drawing, the the animation. Did yeah. you did you ever uh, do you have any He Man figurines or is that not your? Not Still your no. I mean, uh, I had I probably had a few. I, I'm sure I had Skeletor. You know, I'm always like rooted for the bad guys. And oh, the, you did? Yeah, not necessarily rooted for. I just wanted the I wanted their figurines. Oh and, yeah, because they were a little cooler, like uh, Snake Eyes. They looked way cooler. It was just like oh sick. Yeah. 
Hey, here, here's a here's a Sophie's choice: Bjork or Beyonce? Oh, I hate this one. <laughs> <I got it. laughs> Are you not a fan of either? No, I'm a big fan of both. I guess. Oh, oh okay. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I would go. With, I, I guess I go with Bjork. Oh, cool. Because she's been a you know near and dear for so long. Really helped me through being 14 on my skateboard and trying to figure out how to talk to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> did were you did you find that you had an attraction to someone like Bjork? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any yeah, of them. Mysterious. Yes. Like a, she was mysterious. Yeah, I love like love Bjork. Yeah, and like what a, she's like really the blueprint for a lot of like I don't know Lady Gaga and yeah cool artists of of this day. Is she well? I think so, at least maybe from a fashion standpoint. Yeah, that's oh, what I was right. going to say. Not yeah. musically so much, but like, I think that like who she is, like, I don't know. Um, Would Lady Gaga have gotten as much shit if she wore a, 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 a swan wrapped around her? Well, I think she did, <laughs> but oh. I think Sims is right. She did wear something that was... Well, yeah, like it was like a meat dress or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a meat. It was made out of it was made out of beef, like like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a. But you know, some people got to clear cut the woods with the machete, and then some people just can walk through it and get whacked with the little sticks, and then after that, <laughs> everyone's wearing a meat dress. <laughs> you know, doing the TikTok dance to it with the meat dress on. <laughs> well, what about this one? Um, cake or corn? Cake. Yeah. Okay. What about yeah. the foods? Yeah, what about the foods? <laughs> Cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live in Minnesota. There's so much fucking corn here, both varieties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing you didn't take the county fair act because you'd be eating a lot of corn. <laughs> uh, opening for as well. Opening for corn while eating a corn. <laughs> like, uh, all the different variations of corn. Um, uh, did you play sports as a kid at all? Uh, I mean, as a little, a little guy, right. and then I kind of gave him up as like probably around 10 or 12 or whatever. And then I started skateboarding. Yeah. Skateboarding sort of. Uh, yeah. Skateboarding and bands and all that stuff was yeah. like around 12. I wonder if that's a common trajectory for creatives. I think so. To just kind of drop the team sports and then go skate. Yeah. Were you doing it yeah. on your own? I would imagine. I mean, there's a lot of skateboarding. I mean, skateboarding is like my that was like my big um, window into like music, counterculture music, skateboarding tapes, right? Like those tapes were like, oh, okay. We're drum and bass even like, okay, what is this weird song? Like, oh, this is a guy named Goldie as you read in the credits yeah. of the tape. And then you like take the bus over to the record store and you're like, okay. And you're like this little idiot kid with eight bucks. And you're like, okay, I heard of this guy named Goldie. That's right. Like, you any Goldie? And they're like, yeah, you want Goldie? Okay. And then here, and then here's some other people on the label. And you learn so much in that, like the old school way of discovery. Yeah, and that's what I was just going to really, ask. Oh, sorry, go I ahead. feel like it's sad because I think that's gone. That's what I was going to ask. I think ask. that kids aren't the culture, whatever, like skate culture or whatever culture doesn't revolve around the album whatever album comes out right now it's just a plethora of songs maybe 10 seconds worth on tiktok mm -hmm. and maybe you go download the song but that like that drive to like okay i can't wait to hear what else is on this album i gotta save up my money mm -hmm. you know might not be able to get that clear grip tape 
instead yeah. and i gotta go get this tape and i feel like yeah I'm on. And, and you remember yeah. like when you would buy an album and it, like the first pass through you're like this album kind of sucks and you're like well but you know this was my album for the month so i'm gonna listen to shit yeah. out of this album and then sometimes by the third time you're like yep. this is a great album. that yep. was lab cabin california for me oh my god i first time through that album i was like i don't know right and then by the third or fourth time i was like this is great yeah so, yeah we talk about that album quite a bit on this podcast. It comes up quite a bit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, it's much maligned. It's, it's, it's a. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one had a really good um, comment about it. He, oh, he was saying that that was their album. He felt like Bizarre Ride was the, um, like, kind of like their. Oh, I can't remember what he was saying. It was something really interesting. But when you were talking about, oh, yeah, the discovery of music is definitely changed. Like when you did discover that music on a, on a, like some skater who had it playing during his session and you're like, oh, that fucking song's awesome. You'd go discover that and find that. It was a lot harder to discover it. But I don't want to play the old, the old people because maybe there is a, there is discovery. Like the kids see a song on TikTok and yeah. they discover it. Yeah. That way. And like the idea that like, information and access to cool thoughts should be more governed and harder to find right is like a that's like the sort of logic that follows like we used to have to work really hard for our shit and, yeah. and i think what we want is credit that we had to dig really hard right but like the idea that like information and you know fuck for a kid that lives in like the middle of wyoming who doesn't have a local skate shop or a local record store or whatever to be able to like they can find whatever piece of culture they want to find and like learn from and maybe participate in. There is a, just playing, I guess, devil's advocate. I don't know. The downside of that though is skate shops now in this generation have kind of like, yeah, I know. It's tough. And so have record stores. And so have like a lot of um, counterculture hubs and, you know, a lot of them are like, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird time. And like, art for money and art capitalism yeah. and art existing together but i think that that's maybe an always thing um i guess they like the interesting pursuit in like the 2020s will be like how do we make capitalism and culture exist in a way that's not just so like um extractive right you know there's a cool neighborhood that artists live in because capitalism left right? Like abandoned warehouses. Capitalism left this place because whatever industry is gone. So artists move in and they start creating culture. And then and the then capitalists come capitalists in. Are like, they want to come in because, hey, capitalism is just people at the end of the day. right? Um, and people come in, rents go higher, blah, blah, blah. And then like, because they want to be a part of the art and culture, but capitalism on its like, I don't know, at its like ugly parts, not its, yeah. it's just people parts. This is kind of an extractive thing and it forces the artist out because rents raise and yada that's yada. Right. So we got to find a cool way for that's the challenge of the 2020s, I think, is a way to like make art worthwhile in a monetary way to people, like acknowledge that it's more than just um, ephemera. Well, and I tried, I've been trying to stay away from the conversation because people <laughs> all, all, always try to claim that that is the NFT world, which I'm not a fan of. But do you feel like that that's what maybe they're going to? Yeah. I mean, maybe, okay. or maybe it's beanie baby. Like maybe NFTs are beanie babies. You know, like <laughs> we got, I, we have a bunch of beanie babies that our kids get one a new one every year for Christmas <laughs> that her grandma like, left. <laughs> I mean, amazing, and like, yeah, I hope that that's anything. like the retirement account for someone. It very well could be. Yeah. Um, I feel like I NFT. I just for me, the NFT is just social. It's more social media. 
in my mm. mind. Like it's just, yeah. I don't know. Or maybe like, yeah, maybe like we're just past the age of like the vision into what the usefulness of it is. Cause like, okay, we're entering this domain where we are blending physical and um, digital spaces and we need new ways to adorn those spaces. The idea of like buying property in the metaverse is not compelling to me. No. Is that a real thing? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, if that's the investment vehicle of the future, cool, man. Like, and if right. artists can get paid via that, cool. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I did say I was going to try to stay away from being like, ah, this shit, this new shit's stupid. I, I, I like your <laughs> attitude to that. I am going to try to, I have all, constantly been trying to be like, I'm not going to be that dude. I'll, I'll yeah. There's for no, what there's they no are. point in being like, there's no point in being like, uh, walled off to shit there's there's a definite point to being realistic about like okay that sounds like a whole lot of bullshit to me but what do i know (laughs) yeah that's the the only real thing that i'm getting with age is like i got nothing for you i got so much less to give you as far as like my opinion about how a thing works i don't fucking know (laughs) when i was 20 i had a real good idea how everything fucking worked i know and and yeah I guess, and you start getting a little more open of realizing, of realizing like it doesn't matter that I, that I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm not going to be a crypto millionaire, but I hope that there's <laughs> many of them. You know, that's great. Well, so I have these. Uh, there are three staple things that I like to do on the show before uh, time runs out. Let's say about ten more minutes. Um, so the one of them is a random, uh, a useless factoid that um, I'll, I'll provide you with. Um, and so this uh, useless knowledge is, um, I'll form it in a, in a, in a question. Um, do you guys know where uh, Michael Jackson got the line, Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa? I'm going to pass. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, so it came from uh, Manu Dibango's 1972 Afro-funk classic. It's called Sol Makusa. Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. My, my, my aunt's name is Monga sa. And so every time I sing that song when I was a kid, I was like, Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's your useless knowledge. It came from a song and it's Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. There you go. Rihanna also used it in uh, Don't Stop the Music 2007. The same sample. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are, are you in a comedy or comedians? Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Who do you have a favorite stand up comic? <clears throat> At the moment, I'd say Julio Torres. Oh, yeah. Are you a Sarah Silverman fan at all? I haven't seen any, like, thing for, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. First. But, yeah, yeah, she's funny. Sarah Silverman fan. Um, what? Oh, here's a Sophie's Choice. The word gnarly or grody? Gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Both those words came out in 1982. Yeah, they were oh, huge words were. in 82, so that's why I brought them up. Gnarly. <laughs> Oh, well, here's something else from the, from that time from the eighties. Uh, uh, the TV show Coach or Cheers. Oh uh, yeah, Cheers. I would say. Okay. Did you ever watch Coach? Yeah, it didn't really do it for me. Oh, I think okay. at the time, but I was a young guy. I think my mom maybe liked Coach. Yeah, I like Dauber was the was the this big dopey guy in the show, and uh, T Craig T Nielsen was in it. Uh, it was like that show. What about Tori Amos or John Stamos? Oh. I don't know. I guess Tori Amos, um, <laughs> even though I couldn't name a Tori Amos song. I just, I'm not a, I'm not a Stamos fan. You're not a Stamos fan? 
I'm not a Stimo stan. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hey, do you have any? Uh, do you have any good hotel horror stories from from uh, out on the road? Yeah. Which one do you want first? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> uh, the, okay, I'll give you like this one is um, it's long, but it's it's gross. It's grody. Um, <laughs> we were going to Scribble Jam like in t- 2005. So whatever. This is just old people stories for old people. Who care about. Are these, is Scribble Jam always in Ohio? Everyone's, yeah, it was in Cincinnati. Right. And so we like, I don't know, we were broke as all get out and this yeah it's 2003 or something like this right and we're broke as all get out going to scribble jam and we like rented a van which was like i don't know how we'll pay for this it was like what 13 of us in a van whatever and i think the van was like 400 bucks and we're like well we're gonna have to sell some cds when we get out there because there's we do not have enough money for gas on the way back right like this kind of and legitimately had to sell a bunch of cds at scribble jam in order to pay for our gas back um we're driving we get to ohio like you know pull down vine street and it's like oh it's a it's a thing it's fun whatever we kind of like walk around then we get oh oh shit there's a hotel for 14 dollars <laughs> amazing we should stay at that and so we pull up and like we pull up park car and like or the van and like there's like a cutlass in front of us with like tvs and the headrest just like blasting pornography through the tvs and like the subs and sound system or whatever it's like just oh, blasting wow. porno and we're like okay well here we go walk into the hotel or whatever and like you know there's <clears throat> some fellas in front of us like whatever there's there's gonna be some times happening here and um before he like checks out with his companions <clears throat> he's like are there like condoms here and the guy's like yeah, in the third floor vending machine next to the Newports. He's like, the vending machine upstairs, just just Newports, just condoms in this $14 hotel. Anyway, we get in there and like park the van in the back and like back it up to the wall, get out. And then there's this like insane, like there's that kind of woods in this little parking lot behind us, not woods per se, but a patch of trees. And there's this like whistle communication from between oh. them. <laughs> And it's like, you know, presumably crackheads in the bushes kind right. of whistling to each other in some kind of like code or whatever. And we were like, this is fine. This seems fine. Get up into the room. And everyone's kind of tired as we drove from Minnesota to Cincinnati that day. And like first thing, like taking off your boots or your shoes or whatever and like sat down in the carpet. And it's like just this like oh. foamy water goes oh. over your toes. Oh. Look on the mattress. There's like a knife knife rip in the mattress and blood all over it oh my like, God. Oh. i had to go down there and i was like hey the room's lovely it's lovely by the way but like the sheets are dirty is there maybe a different room or whatever and yeah as so we had to switch out and we did switch out the next room was still water all over the floor and whatnot yeah it was like 13 people hoods on the whole like sleep like this yeah that night yeah that's that's like an early hotel horror story well 14 dollars too i mean <laughs> yeah. what you're willing to do that's it. only two cds yeah that's right <laughs> okay what, was that no. early on in your in your in your like uh traveling like touring yeah days? 2003 yeah. was like the very very beginning of it all maybe that was, was even so, 2004 it was so hard then too because um i i remember well, I was recently thinking, 
how did we try to get hotel rooms? We had to look in the phone book, like to try to find them in advance. I guess it was common to just drive up and be like, you have a room and the vacancy, no vacancy sign. Yeah, really. Like there was no smartphone action at the time. Yeah. So just, yeah, you just pull up like, hey. Also back in those days, we were willing to stay at like, you know, not to knock it, but we Motel 6s and stuff. Like I, we, were, we won't now, <laughs> but yeah. No, now you're going four seasons minimum. Yeah. <laughs> also, early on in your career, you, you don't realize, but like a good night's sleep in a comfortable bed, some quiet oh, yeah. separation, like that goes a long way. For especially sure. when you're on tour for sure it's those little like yeah it, i i understand what you're talking about yeah when you're early yeah when you're first going on tour you're kind of living off of the adrenaline of like yeah fuck yeah we're on tour we'll stay i'll sleep in the van it doesn't matter yeah totally <laughs> totally we have a friend who and it's i'm sure it's fine but he always stays at the red roof inn yeah <laughs> and i'm always i'm always concerned for him like he's fine so. <laughs> um yeah he's still alive i don't know though he may turn i mean yeah meanwhile we stay we always stay the nicer ones now meanwhile i last or in 2020 i got bed bugs twice oh, oh i shouldn't shit. announce that but oh my god they're nice hotels yeah From, well like decent decent ones, not, not like fancy yeah. ones, but like a like a radisson type or something no like uh like hilton owned hilton, yeah hilton a hilton yeah. that's where i got my my first one and one was Hilton, uh, I think, and one up. was a Marriott. It's gnarly. I, they chewed me up, and I my neck was all swollen, and my arms were swollen. It was awful. That's terrifying. Yeah, well, it's, it's, your story uh, trumps mine. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, that's a terror of my. I like, noticed just a tip, pro tip out there that might work for people is both of those rooms smelled musty like a cigarette. So if you walk into a room and you're like, "Ooh, was someone smoking in here?" Maybe it's bed bugs. Yeah. And just get another those, room. Those little fuckers love to smoke. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. They just, something, yeah. they just smell. There was a musty smell in both of those rooms. Yo, I, like, I, t- I told the front desk and I'm showing her my neck and stuff. And she's saying, like, are you sure? They send the security guy over and he like, and they're fucking crawling on the bed. <laughs> it, this one was infested. Luckily, he's allergic because a lot of people don't. Um, yeah, and then you travel with the shits in your clothes and then they come home and then in our house now you have to burn your house down yes he's instantly allergic so we bagged up all our shit in yeah. garbage bag <laughs> for most people usually when you get bit uh bit you know bit by bitten by bed fuck bugs. i know bed bugs yeah you you don't notice them for a few days so then you're, you're transporting them and you're yeah. infesting that's how it happens but yeah just that night yeah, it was awful. All right, here's another one of my staples, a trivia question, okay? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, get, you get a pick if you, uh, easy, medium, hard, or impossible. Uh, what is the charity? Like, who's going to receive the, <laughs> how bad is the L going to be? Uh, uh, I'll take a medium one because I'm so bad okay. at trivia. Well, the, you can take it on, almost nobody ever gets them. <laughs> when they go medium, though, you do. Let's go medium um oh, we did that one what the hell all right here we go who did marilyn monroe play in some like it hot oh god i don't think i would have known that next question yeah okay i'll switch <laughs> yeah, sugar cane. um here we go which poisonous plant takes its name from the italian for beautiful woman also she's oh. a porn star 
beautiful woman. Like, Ciao, Bella, like Bella, Bella Donna. Yes, Bella Donna. there you go. Bella Donna. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, Bella. <laughs> That's my oh, favorite I, bit from Arrested Development, too. Is when oh, the, yeah. Michael and his dad are like, Ciao, Bella. I need to get, I think, I think my kids would like that show. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, I think they, huh? uh, I saw this question once somewhere. So I figured I'd ask you because I think you might have the answer to it. I don't know. You seem like someone who might have an answer or something like this. But um, do mermaids have live babies or do they lay eggs? <laughs> mm, I'm trying to figure out the, like the anatomy of a mermaid. I mean, they got the most from like waist down is that is fish tail. It's all fin. Yeah. So it has to be eggs, right? It have to be eggs. They have to like. Dolphins don't have. Yeah, but that's true. Dolphins don't have. Uh, they have to break the eggs out. Oh, that's right. Dolphins they do. They don't have um egg. They don't. They're mammals. Yeah. Does the dolphin. When a dolphin well, yeah, right. birth, a mermaid is a mammal. So a mermaid would be. I don't know. What's your answer? Because I don't know. It's live birth baby because a mermaid okay. is a mammal. Well, there you hear it. Sim says it's live birth baby. So. Um, I agree. <laughs> I I agree too. I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna go with that. I love uh, that we're all in alignment here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever cry when you're watching movies? Yeah, I'm a baby. I cry. I'll cry at anything. Yeah, I'm a real well, emotional type. My partner, she's just like, you know, she's real sensitive and sweet and nice, whatever. But she does not get moved by these types of things. I'm like, isn't that a nice commercial for Pro Plus? Isn't that Do nice? Do you drink a lot of soy milk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the oat now. Maybe the oats no. got even more crisis. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. We because we're well, we're on we're on oats. But we're when we, oat we used to be total soy, like I would find I was just I would just be sitting there and I'd just start crying. <laughs> Are you dead ass? You really think that there's enough estrogen in soy that it altered your mood? My wife thinks so. Yeah, no. I mean I'm I'm an emotional and sensitive guy, but like seriously. Uh, there, I I don't just like out of nowhere just start crying. It was happening quite a bit. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Fortunately, we do have oats. Oats better for the environment anyway than the than the than the soy. Uh, the, here, it's almost done here. Oh shit! Did that thing? I didn't hear. No, it didn't. But it, I think it jammed. Ten jammed. Well, it's like not. Look, a... it's not making. <laughs> yeah, like space balls. Space balls. It was jammed. <laughs> Raspberry. <laughs> oh, Strawberry. Yeah. Uh, here, let me go. Here's three. Here's three that I'll give you. Molly Shannon or Shannon Doherty? Shannon Doherty. Ah, yeah. Did Didn't you ever... she die? No, she had. Well, she... yeah. I mean, I don't particularly care for either. It's just like Molly Shannon is superstar. Yeah, it was not my jam. I don't think it all. was my jam either. Yeah, that's all. I watched 90210 when I was growing up, and then I like Shannon Doherty and Mall Rats. Well, I guess I didn't like her in it, but. She does have, uh, she's got cancer. She's been battling about a, about a cancer. I don't think she's passed away. I'd hate to Well, then that. definitely Shannon Doherty and shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love. was following her on Instagram for a while before the pandemic and she was <laughs> doing the whole, showing her whole uh, thing with, uh, with that was uh, yeah. uh, Billy Bragg or Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Oh, cool. And then yeah. Bushwick Bill or Bill Withers. Bill Withers. Okay. I like Bushwick Bill too. I mean, yeah. these, some of these have been hard, but yeah, yeah. Billy Eilish is like insanely creative, and like I'm really super like uh, excited that she exists and is like I feel like disrupted the trajectory of what pop music was doing, and 
you know, has made some really weird fucking songs that got huge. So yeah, I'm happy about that. Um, and yeah, Bill Withers is just, come on. That's yeah. just a soulful human being. Yeah, for sure. So is Bushwick uh, Bill. Yeah. I fucking love Bushwick Bill. <laughs> well, yeah, he's the shit. Yeah, I, 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 I know most people don't even. I mean, the newer generation probably have no idea who he is. But goddamn, he that dude's pretty fantastic. Did um, I'm gonna do, uh, before I wrap up, I'm gonna do a couple of Minnesota things. Did you know? Do you know what the most uh, uh, common high school mascot in Minnesota is? Um, yeah, it would be. Fuck, would it be? I was surprised. I'll tell you that. I would bet it's like an eagle or something. Oh, you got it. An eagle. 24 high schools. What was your mascot? What was your mascot? It was a, it was a lion. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, 24 high schools in, in Minnesota. That always are, surprises are me when a mascot is from like far and away. Not a mountain lion, just a lion was yours. Yeah, like a lion. Yeah, like <laughs> eagle makes sense. There's yeah, like a, a lot of like you know, towns and whatever here called Eagle something or other. There's a lot of bald eagles in this there area. Are a lot. Yeah. A lot of Native American like symbology still and or symbolism rather still. And yeah. Terms. What about what what is a timber wolf? Is that just a wolf? I think it's like a wolf. It's a wolf of the woods. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's timber. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it actually? Well, a, it's timber. It's a, a timber wolf, wolf. Or is it like a wolverine type thing? I I, I don't know. But are there? Uh, you guys are clearly are the two that do the research here. Does, does <laughs> your basketball team have a mascot? That yeah, has, it's, it's the Timberwolves. It yeah, his name is Crunch. Does is it, it really? Yeah, because he was initially sponsored by Nestle's Crunch. Oh my god! That <laughs> <laughs> so has like wolf. a Nestle's Crunch thing, and like now he's just called Crunch. Still, well, yeah, mascots make no sense because we're the Utah Jazz. Obviously, we, we came from New Orleans. We Which have makes no, no sense, jazz, right? but we, our mascot is a bear. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't. It's not a jazz. It's not a jazz. No, it's not a sax. Do you have any weird phobias? Uh, yeah. Like I would say, I have many probably, but snakes. Oh uh, yeah, but that I'm one's just terrified weird. of them. I'm terrified of like getting approached by a snake in the wild. <laughs> oh, even if there are no snakes around, I, I like to stick to like yeah. I really like going to New York City, and it feels like good. Not a single really? snake is gonna fall out of a tree or nor a hole or whatever is gonna. It might. There's been. So I start walking around. Like my my brother lives in Utah now. And he used to live in Colorado, but we would walk wherever. And I was just like, there's going to be a fucking snake anywhere I go. <laughs> Walking through some hiking trail. <gasps> Rattlesnakes for sure. Yeah. Well, but they, they, at least they warn you. That's true. We were in hiking yeah. in Texas one time and we saw this gigantic. The worst is to go hiking somewhere you're not from. So at least where you're from, you know what exists there. But we saw this gigantic rat snake and I had no idea what it was just this big black snake going up a tree. And I was like, I think we need to get back to our campsite like right now. <laughs> and by campsite, I mean the fucking Hilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, Hilton the Hilton where there are bed bugs. I'll take snakes over bed bugs. <laughs> uh, mullet or Mohawk? Mullet. Yeah. That's a Minnesota thing. Oh, that's true. There's this thing. This is a nice little uh, thing for you to maybe Google later, but there's this every year they do... Um, this like boys high school hockey tournament, like in Texas, high school football is the big right. thing, but this isn't the same level of fanaticism, but 
the high school hockey tournament is like a big ass deal in Minnesota. And every year they do like this, someone does this recap of like all the amazing high school hockey hair yeah. and does like a top 10 list of the best hockey hair from the Always year. mullets. It's, oh God, it's, or just insane fucking yeah. dudes. Didn't, didn't you have a mullet once or something? I, I, yeah, you had like some- Sort of, like it was like, it was like, I had a real, real long from here and here the whole thing what started as like depression turned into a joke which turned into more depression which kept the joke going and all of a sudden she was like at my shoulders and i was like this is insane (laughs) oh well shit man my the timer fucking kind of went bonkers on me i got I got most of that drawing. I, I will detail the hell out of this drawing and, and I can't and wait. Definitely get That's it done for cool. you and get it sent to you. And I'll I'll put a little make it a little more red so it's kind of more red. Um I had a I had a bunch of other things that I, but but I'll 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 get with you another time Next about time. those. Yeah. Um let me ask you, uh, I close the show with uh, a final philosophical. That's how I like to close out um, our session. Okay. So your philosophical question is, how do you know your perceptions are real? Oh, or are they real? Ooh. Well, there's a little bit of like feeling out the situation around you, bouncing ideas off people and not being too convicted to the things that you believe, think and perceive by like kind of pressure testing it against other people, what they might think, you know, think, see, and perceive. And then ultimately, none of it fucking matters, really. So just like, <laughs> be kind, do good, you know, treat people as good as you can and be act with integrity. And yeah, trust, and you can trust your perceptions. I like that. That's good advice. That, that was a hard, I, I, when I came up with the question, when I came up with the question, I was like, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I mean, like, how do you know that what you've just seen is reliable information? How do you know that you've interpreted it correctly? Like, okay, I just watched an interaction between two people, but I have no context to that interaction. Right. Was that interaction positive, negative, neutral? Was this thing that I thought I saw not that thing entirely because there's a, there's more context to that moment than I even understood. And so I think even that is just, it is like the, the inroad to that is like compassion for the experience and understanding this context and everyone who walked into this moment, wherever they are, wherever you bump into them has a whole bunch of context and story about their day and their yeah. life and the moment that they came to this moment with too. And so understanding that like, we all have a different uh, perspective yeah and that's where empathy comes in when you, you have yeah. some empathy for that you can say yeah that dude just got hit by a car 20 minutes ago so he's <laughs> yeah. or, or not or like fuck he yeah. was an asshole to me and like this motherfucker is an asshole to me right, right. now but i don't know something, something happened, happened to him something happened to most people who are assholes something happened to them yeah I'll give him a pass a little bit, like a little bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Hey, man, <laughs> move on, bless yourself. <laughs> well, um, all right, let me go. So the the oh shit, I do want to ask you if you when you like if you fall in front of somebody or like you trip or something, how, how do you play it? 
Are you good? Like in front of a whole group of people, like if you tripped over something and you do one of these, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> own it, like, you own it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Right. The way I do my embarrassment is not like, yeah. You know, just, yeah. It does feel a little more pathetic when you like shy away or like you get all embarrassed. Huh? I mean, you yeah. know, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. I think the coolest people I've ever seen do it is just do it and then just like back up and like anyway, you know, right. I don't have that amount of like smooth bit to myself. <laughs> I'm just like so self conscious. Ah, hey, ah, I did yeah. it. Like on the exterior, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Interiors like God, everyone's yeah. looking at I'm me. I'm definitely the same. <laughs> the other fucking thing probably goes back to both of these questions. It ties it all together. No one's yeah. looking at you. That's right. No one's, no really one's looking at you. No one's looking at you. <laughs> That's right. Well, so uh what what is um what to close it out, what's in your future? What can what should what can we know about as a as a public that takes in things that you create? What can we what can we look forward to? um tbd i'm just okay, making things cool. exploring and seeing what comes next and is there I'll, any what, what is there anything that how because do, you don't do a lot of social media stuff right yeah how do you prefer people to uh, you can reach out on social media someone yeah. someone's gonna see it flag it to okay. me you can email me sims at doomtree.net um and when the thing is right and i've got like the real inspiration to put the thing out i'll We'll be back on social media in full force. Cool, but it's just not, a, not. It's not a place for me that feels like I don't know. It's not a joyful place for me. No, I I totally understand what you're saying, but we we can maybe. I'm not trying to push you or anything, but like I'm a huge fan of your music, so I can look forward to being able to hear some creations from you. Yeah, yeah. totally. And in the meantime, okay. we do have a Patreon, which I put a new song out um, almost every month on. So oh, okay, on the Doomtree Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash Doomtree, I think. I'll okay. go there and it's like 10 bucks a month. You get every um, piece of music that Doomtree's ever made. And then wow. you get access to a whole archive of like whatever stuff. Like I put demos up or I put unreleased things or I'll like record myself doing a song over a beat I just made, you know? So we do yeah. all that kind of stuff. And what that money does is it goes and helps like the creation of new art for all seven of us. Awesome. Yeah. And so they all put in too? New yeah they all like stuff. everyone puts something up whatever it is like cool. could be uh you know papes will do hey here's something i designed today or whatever you know oh that's cool yeah here's some so pros doomtree. here's a little video from so-and-so patreon.com Patreon forward slash doom tree i think so yeah it'll probably be something like that i'll put the link up on the on the video <laughs> and then, isn't that fucked up that i don't even know that it's yeah. so, i don't know it's there's like so much <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, yeah. uh, anything, uh, any last words you want to say to anybody? Is there anything important that you got to get off this, your chest? No, just thanks for the love and the thank you guys for having me and continue oh. to, uh, well, do good, do good, thanks, make art. Thanks for joining us, man. I, I really appreciated having a conversation with you. And, um, uh, that's, that's that. Lovely. You okay. said it all. See you guys later. <laughs> all right, man. Nice Cheers. Meeting you. Nice meeting Bye. Nice with you. Don't call the cops, they don't work for us. Put your hands in cuffs. You know who runs this shit? You know what runs this shit? Head of flesh, pound of steam, piggy see your pocket. Well, there you go. That was, uh, I got better at, um, uh, slow, I mean, not. <laughs> What's that? Not it. <laughs>
I drew quicker. I had more of a drawing done. And I um, I don't know how long the episode is, but I was definitely conscious of not going, yeah, of the time because I don't want to take up people's time. I hope that I get to talk to, uh, yeah, no, that was awesome. I def- I've definitely reached out to Dessa a couple of times. I'd like to get her on the show. She's pretty busy. Everyone's busy. I get it. I'm just glad that he, he got back to me. So that was awesome. It was a nice chat. Um, but yeah, my, I feel, I, I definitely felt out of my, not out of my element, but I, not as crisp as we were getting, you know, like, I don't know. What do you have to say? That's it. Um, uh, that we should definitely check out the high school hockey hair thing. Mm -hmm. Telling us about that sounds really fun. And that I do wish that we were back to a time or get back to a time where music drove culture instead of social media driving culture yeah well that's what i was kind of wondering though drive drove driving are we just older now and we don't realize that that is how it... well i think it's perspective i think that we we lived how it was and we're living how it is and personally i i prefer that's my preference i prefer for the arts and the music to drive the culture and but that is so that's kind of your position though that's what you're feeling that that's like not social media is, is driving culture and not social media is really false yeah. it kind of makes me sad but isn't it but but isn't there a lot of like there's a lot of artists that are putting their artwork oh shit now i'm saying that i mean one of the big things that's happening on like tiktok and instagram all these artists are like showing these or there's that meme of like someone's hard work this artwork and it has like zero likes but then there's a picture of like someone's selfie or something and it has thousands mm-hmm. so yeah they are they are kind of saying like the arts aren't being respected but uh, but there is a place for art jeez i don't know yeah i don't know i just feel like it's time for us to put the phones down hopefully you're not watching this on your phone <laughs> and <laughs> if it, you are that's okay but it is a good <laughs> avenue for to sharing your artwork to people if you don't have an opportunity to get it out there like pre pre well shit yeah see i'm I'm, you're right because i mine i like the beginning of my career was a lot of that struggle of like i need to get my work even when i was making music you had to go out there and put flyers on cars Mm -hmm. and go like how do you get your artwork to see people now yeah shit I'm with you now on that because there is a laziness to like, well, I made the art. <laughs> and not that social social media is just a different kind of work, but it's, I just, in my, in my head, excuse me, in my head, I classify it as like a, a false. It's not, it's not real. It's not real interaction. Things are cropped and things are yeah photoshopped and placed, positioned. It just seems inauthentic it, it kind of is because wh- who, who was the comedian that we were watching that said he's had that funny line where he was saying um yeah if you were like in public if you just saw a girl like oh, laying Russell. there in a bikini you wouldn't say hey i like that yeah <laughs> oh, Russell, right. Russell um, Howard <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you wouldn't yeah, yeah that would really. be creepy if yeah. somebody just came up to you and <laughs> that was a good observation basically I like, his, I like yeah you. his observation was you can yeah. someone in a bikini like you like it push the like button but in, in if you were in real life you wouldn't walk up and point <laughs> a like like yeah that's true so it is false 
What do we do about that? Can we, I, I think I we put it down on our to... phones and go outside and interact with people again, especially since we got, I feel like we've gotten the clear to do so. I mean, if you feel like wearing a mask and doing it safely in whatever regard you feel, I think it's time to get, like, we spent two full years in fully engaged online. At least I did. And I think it's like, okay, did that. Now I want to put it away and I want, uh, real relationships with is, and real interaction is the dod 45 a real relationship um i mean i'm put everyone we've had on the show i'm pushing to actually meet in person and have conversations with i think like when we were when we met chesky on on here and then we went out to breakfast with them that was nice like, right it's just made a just that real relationship I'm craving authenticity. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like all I'm getting fed is not authentic. Right. Well, I can, the, but if my answer to this DOD 45, it is definitely virtual. Uh, I would like to get to a point where we could have people in studio in, you know, and, and talk with them, but all the show has always been like, I like these people. I want to be, you know, I'm, I like having these real conversations with people. So no, I don't think that the interaction here is not authentic, but it's not like cultivated to be perfect. We slip up, you stutter, somebody answers something that they might regret, or I say something that I'm like, oops. Yeah. But so I don't think it's, um, but that's going I don't think that problem. that's everything. Right. I don't think everything online is inauthentic, but right. I mostly think the, you're, you're, the your gripe is with it. social media. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, people, if you have any answers to um, how we can better um, better the world of social media, or if you're, you have an opinion on, do you think that that's kind of having a negative impact on our society and us as a, as, as a people, I'd like to hear it. I'm interested to hear it. Um, let us know uh, anything else that we want to want to know. Yeah. I just want to say hi, DJ Mayo. Thanks for always watching these. Hey, look at that. <laughs> and yeah. supporting us. Yeah, that is awesome. I, I think, yeah, DJ Mayo was, I believe he was on the Anacon label too or something. I, I mean, he's, so. he's he's been around. He's part of Anacon. Yeah, he's part of that game. I don't really Maybe know. Maybe I should but... reach out to him. So hey. yeah, that was cool. Look at Matron saying hi, DJ Mayo. Of course, this will be the episode that he doesn't watch. Oh, he may not watch until the end either. I don't know. That's true. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And uh, welcome to Series two, 3. And uh, we'll see who's uh, who else we're going to be having on. Uh, thanks for watching DOD45. Thanks for joining us. And um, please, oh, let me say this. Uh, please do go and leave comments. It does make a difference on on. Uh, Apple podcast or Spotify, leave some comments. Let us know what you're thinking. That definitely helps get the show out to other people on the YouTube. If you're watching, doing the watch versions, leave some comments, some uh, subscribe, all of that stuff. It makes a difference. And uh, it's helpful when we do need to reach out to sponsors because we probably should start uh, trying. <laughs> yeah. Probably should okay. start getting paid for the, for the, for the work, to, uh, not pay, but like to pay okay. to make this work. Okay. Thanks, thanks. everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us on DOD 45. I'm Art by Oh, go to artbytie.com and uh, that, that's it. Cheers. That thoughts in my head take place in my bed, and I don't have to lie, but I do that instead. 
Things that need to be said, poison in my brain like Thanks for watching this episode of DOD45. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I don't want you to ever miss an episode. Also stick around my YouTube page for a bit. There's a whole array of videos to enjoy, including time-lapse videos, drawing tutorials, and live streams. It's like an amusement park. Now click that subscribe button and go watch another episode of DOD45. Cheers.